As the beating of the living heart, so flow the days of our monks. Hey, I'm Candice. I'm playing Chiom Koga, a water genasi monk who is a student of the Way of the Shadows style. I'm Nick. My character's Enzo. He's a tiefling monk who is a student of the Order of the Voiceless. I'm Walker. I'm playing Bron Wilberkins, a Goliath monk who is a student of the Winslow Wallace Falkmore School. And I'm Scott, your announcer and dungeon master. This is Days of Our Monks. In our last episode, our heroes battled the dread inevitable for the soul of Dela, their halfling compatriot. Fighting bravely, if imperfectly, they succeeded at the test of one minute, preventing the mechanical arbiter from the plane of law from fulfilling his contract on the soul of the halfling. The wounds from their trial healed, but the shame of embarrassment still burning, Geom, Braun, and Enzo faced the inevitable no longer as their grim opponent, but as a challenge now passed. This battle appears to be over, but the dread tournament looms darkly over the future of our heroes. I turn to Chio. She is not looking at him, pointedly. This talent pains me, for it has harmed her beauty and must not exist. And I chuck it into the void. Was that a kaiku? Yes, it was. Chio looks pleased. <laughs> she deigns to look at you without distaste. He has averted his gaze downward. In a moment, you will all awaken. Now, with your friend, you have successfully cleared this early completion of her contract. And you've impressed me in a way I've not been impressed in quite some time. I've been around for a very long time, but this was a unique experience. He pulls a uh, golden cog out of his chest. I have a boon for the three of you, if one of you would like to take this. I will take it. Okay. Um, I can arrange my time so that I have a few minutes here and there. If you hold that cog and say that you need a consultation, you may... Uh, I will arrive as soon as I can get to you, which should be and you may ask me questions about contracts, contract law, or the completion of contracts. Uh, I make a very good consultant. You may consider me your lawyer. Most excellent. Free lawyer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're expensive. Um. <laughs> That's Candace talking about you. As a note, speaking as your lawyer, um, before your friend dies again, <clears throat> uh, you might want to travel to her realm, if it exists, after the tournament you're involved in, and see if you can clear up her contract or the contract she's involved in. It's not a very... It's not a contract on the good side of morality, but it is somewhat ironclad 
If you can get a copy of it, I can have a look at it and find you loopholes. You're very welcome. You may call me Barrister. Fighting every urge I have as all of my chaotic characters not to call him Barry. That's not how Chion rolls. Master Barrister. A pleasure. Indeed. Nods at the three, turns around, <clears throat> turns back, looks at Enzo. Prenuptial agreement. Remember those words. They may become important. Turns around, walks off as he reaches the edge of the platform. You wake up. Enzo, <clears throat> you're a little sore. Bronze forehead impacted your crotch <laughs> on your way out. Um, what am I laying on? Uh, Chia, you're quite comfortable in the corner, and laying on Bronze bed is Dela. Takes a deep breath and sits up. <clears throat> oh, I thought I said not gonna lock. Dela! It was a lock of sorts. <laughs> you, you, you give her a big hug. She's been dead for most, she's been mostly dead for most of the day, but. Mostly dead. <laughs> <laughs> you embrace Dale who embraces you back and uh, <laughs> I was so concerned about you there are no words that she could have that could properly express her right now uh, so, so she just hugs you for a minute and says can I get a mug of that beer of course I meant to share in fact you know what everyone grab a mug <laughs> I'm afraid I have another engagement. <laughs> Dela, I'm glad to see you are, you are feeling better. I must take my leave now. She, she gives everyone a hug. <laughs> this is unexpected. That's <laughs> all so first to you. You get handed a mug of stuff and Chio slips up. <laughs> Batman out of the room. Oh yeah, I got it. I'm pushing and still hold on. Uh, 23. 23. Jill is so gone. Just out of there. With my tea sets. With your tea set. So, Chio is, is heading back to her room with her tea set. Okay. No one intercepts her on the way. No one intercepts her on the way. They're, they're still in a very somber <clears throat> mood. You folks know this has happened. No one else is aware of how it worked out. I will drop it off in my room, taking with me a single teacup, which I hide in my sleeve. Okay. In case I run into Blaze. Okie doke. Enzo, uh, you get handed a mug of the beer. Air quotes around beer. Do I need to make a constitution save to drink this in solidarity? Yes, you do. <laughs> you sound so enthused. Awesome. <laughs> You know, this, this is, again, my history is a mark. You know, I've drank some weird stuff in my life, and I understand the importance of a good cheer, despite being a monk and practicing asceticism and all that. This is just another exercise in self-control. Ten. The good news, you choke it down. The bad news, you are well aware from this moment, you don't get to keep it. <laughs> It is already complaining and would like out now, thank you. 
You have a few minutes. It's that mercenary time. You know how to hold the drink mm-hmm. until you're not in front of other people. Yep, okay. I'm gonna excuse myself promptly and return to my room where there's a bucket. Yes. <laughs> After giving them a few pats on the back. Yeah, well done, well done. Good job all around. Glad you're back. Wait, do you think it needs to ferment a little longer? No, I don't. <laughs> you turn to leave, Chio is gone. There's a Chio shaped hole in the air where she left. <laughs> Blinking white lines around it. <laughs> do, do I see her at all when I come out in the hallway? You do not. She is, she is she's vanished. Oh, she's gonna head back. To, she's gonna head like out and about though afterwards. So after she dropped off the tea set, save the one teacup. Yep. <laughs> Enzo beelines for his room and get your bucket. Things come out that you didn't know you put in. <laughs> More cake. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Probably. Plan while I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> you you finish up, clean your face at the wash basin, and from across your room you hear sexy from the succubus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sharp intake of breath between the teeth. Love boy. Choke it what, down. What damage have you come to do to me today? I just did it work. On the receiving end of a lot of it. One, did it work? Yes, it did. Good. It was bad. Good. There, there were arguments about whether the phased rider should be brought out for for that. Uh, I was not in favor, but I was outvoted. It's good to know that. There is a majority of people interested in seeing people die in a very uncomfortable and irreversible way. This is a tournament for conquest of every world out there. And darkness is the host as well as your opposition. You really shouldn't find it that surprising. Nor should you find my alternate teammates' uh, machinations. That surprised me. Blaze is very good at what he does. He, what? he gets under people's skin. You're right, he is very good at that. He defeats people before he ever sets foot against them in the ring by making them very certain that he's in control and they have already lost. I hate him with a passion. Okay. Just letting you know where things are standing, because I saw how you people reacted in there. And you've done something that people don't do at this tournament. You form bonds here. Be careful. Because while that gives you a certain amount of strength, that also gives Blaze and the people like him something to work with. You know, I owe you a lot. Yeah, yeah, you really do. There is a chest full of all the rest of her stuff. Win the tournament and I'll give it to you. Lose the tournament and you know, we'll come up with something, I'm sure. What about Blaze? What do I do with him? She leans back and arches her back just that way and has those succubus curves uh, positioned artfully and tactically. And uh, Blaze has been my problem for a very long time. 
Can I count on him being your problem? Nine hells, yes. <laughs> then I'm not going to tell you what how to handle your problems. I'm just going to count on you to handle them. You can handle your problems, can't you? I really hope so. She smiles and says, now try that one again. You can handle your problems, can't you? Nine hells, yes. There we go. Act like someone who didn't throw everything precious to a friend of his out of porthole. This goes against everything that I have learned in my monkish training. This is like back to mercenary thinking. I thought I was getting away from that stuff. They want to play dirty? I'll play dirty. I'll play to win. There you go. That's all you need. She gives you a peck on the forehead and it burns in the best of all possible ways. Everywhere. <laughs> and she walks out with that little bit of the sachet and it burns in the best of all possible ways. Everywhere. And, uh, you do not feel like someone who just threw up three weeks of rations. <laughs> no, I do not. I feel like somebody who's about to hand a fire ganasi his butt on a silver platter. Speaking of the fire ganasi getting his butt handed to him, so Chio. Yes. <laughs> Chio is actually, she's going somewhere. She remembers that kind, drow, black market person, man. Okay. She's going to go pay him a little visit. Is our merchant friend? Yes. Yes, it is. A couple of orcs walking out of the place as you walk up. They just kind of nod. She looks adorable, by the way. She's so cute. She's She's got the full water ganasi nature going for her. She's adorable. She has her hair in, like, these cute little, like, artful, like, buns with, like, little waterfalls coming down. shoulders. Oh, yeah. And she's wearing a cute little, like, um... It's like a, a, a very modernized kimono. It's like short though, it goes like to her knees and kind of flares out. A oh! Bit. It's adorable. Some like stockings and stuff and cute little shoes. She's adorable. That sounds lovely. Yeah. So you walk in and the bell tangles on the door and you're standing there all adorable and cute. And yeah. the drow looks over, ducks behind the, the counter, puts <laughs> one hand up, don't hurt me! <laughs> I'm not here to hurt you today. Hello, my friend. He peeks up over the edge, looks around. Uh, hello? You're a man who has access to many things, is that correct? Yeah. Do you have any, um... I have a friend who's in need of dispelling his bowels. Um, I would like a little bit of a timer on this, but very fast acting, you know, like... Like, like, you won't feel it at first, but when it happens, it's going to happen very quickly. Um, do you have anything, any laxatives like that? Uh, well, I've got a, I've got a couple. Um, you, you know, he stands up, dusts himself off a little bit. I, I've got a little supply of the gentlest laxative that has ever been produced. Uh, hobbits and gnomes, uh, use no, it. No. And it's... I need something that will hurt. I want him to feel this. I want him to feel every ounce of his bullshit leaving his body. And he leans back and looks at you, and that fear kind of mixes with their respect. <laughs> so, you're looking for the troll cannon. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
Presses the button that locks the front door. Opens up a secret panel. Here's a safety. Dials the, the, the dialing. Clicks it. Opens it up. Uh, takes a Puts on a pair of goggles. Grabs a pair of heavy leather gloves. Gets a pair of tongs. Uh, reaches in and pulls out this, uh, this glass vial. The size of a decent thermos. It's full of something... It's the liquid inside is pink. You think you can see little hearts and stars floating around in it? Like, okay. He sets it down. Careful. Touch this very carefully. I'm, I'm opening a cute little pouch that has uh, the drawstrings on it. Have little yeah. like beads on them of little animal. The good stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a. There, there, uh, like four or five realities over. Uh, there's a world where the pixies are at war with trolls and ogres, and they'll get eaten alive sometimes, and that's what they use to get their friends out. Um, often fast enough to take parts of the troll and ogre with them. That seems, um, very efficient. It, it, it is. It's making the best of a bad situation, which is what I like to do. It, it won't work on pixies, just, just to let you know. Oh, no. My friend is not a pixie. Oh. And he has this coming. Okay. Alright. Um, just, just be careful, because uh, if someone gets too much of it, uh, just water drops. Just, just droplets. Eyedroppers full. Um, if you use too much, you could literally make someone get rid of part of themselves. It's, it's, it's terrible. I'll be very careful. Okay. You can trust me. And I give him a smile that tells him he cannot trust me. And then I'll give him a hug. <laughs> he he flinches. Two for flinching. I squeeze him a little bit. And then I'm going to wake the shop. <laughs> and I'm going to go to the kitchens. Okay. And I'm going to make two batches of mochi. I'm going to pound the, the rice dough very, very well and thoroughly. Yes. One batch is going to be dyed um, like a pinkish, orangish, red, kind of almost fiery. Uh huh. Um, and the other one is going to be um, blue. Right. Cute and stuff. And I'm gonna make uh, I'm gonna make little animals of them, like cute little like frogs and Aww. stuff like that. I'm keeping the batches very separate. The red batch is the bad batch. That's okay. the laxative batch. The other batch is the good batch. Nothing extra in there. Just a little bit of love. Okay. Give me an intelligence roll. Oh no. That's a six. The good news is that the mochi is delicious and it looks perfect cosmetically. It is good. perfect. Good. The bad news is that these kitchens are not really designed to prevent cross-contamination. So with each one of these eaten, there is a percentage chance that it is good or bad. Great. I mean, she's keeping them in two separate bags, but alright, yes. And uh, she'll clean up her workstation and everything, make sure there's no traces. And uh, my heart is pounding. <laughs> <laughs>
And um, she's gonna go up to see her friends again. We're gonna check in on Braum. Braum, make sure that he's not otherwise occupied and stuff. Braum and Dela are drinking. Ah. They're, gonna, they're, they're pretty much gonna go through the whole thing. The, the, the most indisposed they're going to be is that they're probably going to fall asleep on each other. <clears throat> she's dead, and she saw some stuff that she never wanted to see, and has a much better understanding of her metaphysical state in the world, and is drinking, because that's what she's got. That's fair. I'll uh, leave a bat- little batch of the blue frogs and flowers for them. Oh, and butterflies, of course. Of course. Yeah. A little plate of that for them whenever they wake up and get hungry. Should be a good little snack treat for them. It should. Yeah. That'd be delightful. Yeah. Uh, go check on Enzo, see how he's doing. Thank him again for the tea set, for finding it and, re- and rescuing it. Yes, yeah, Chio shows up oh, and... Knock on the door. Um, I was occupied cleaning up until this moment, for certain. Because I just made a mess, but now that I'm Back in my confidence, I'm going to be meditating and exuding an aura of... Well, I'm having a hard time meditating, actually, because I'm trying to get kind of back into the binary state of mind a little bit. So so if he's kind of frustrated right now, you'll, you'll kind of come up on him and say, Oh my god, why can't I do this? <laughs> yes, like some help? I don't wish to take you off track. I'm sure you're going somewhere. Like you were just... No, I came by to check on you. That's very kind of you. Um, how's your hand? It's fine. It seems it was all just a out-of-body experience. Okay. How's your hand? Same. You said that you had found my tea set in Blaze's office on the shelf? Correct. Did he say why he had it or how he had come across it? No, I, I didn't give him a chance to say anything like that. As soon as I saw it, I, I grabbed it and informed him of who it belonged to and stormed out to return to Give me a deception check. Yeah. To explain the handprint. Yeah, yeah, there's... Is that so? I'm just gonna brush my knuckles upon where the handprint was. Um. Yes. <laughs> you know, it isn't wise to lie to your allies. Of course not. Because oftentimes, they can tell when they're being lied to. I'd expect somebody with your intellect to be able to discern truth from a lie, certainly. I've never been very good at it. But I know the scent of bull excrement when I smell it. 
God, it's smell like it now. Are you accusing me of lying? Are you getting defensive? I am. I, no, I told you Blaze to have this set in his office. I believe you. I believe that part. I believe that there's more that you're not telling me, though. Perhaps Blaze did intend to return it to you at some point, but the fact that he had kept it in his office up until that point when he could have returned it to you as soon as he found it upset me greatly. So I thought it best to simply bring it back to you. I appreciate that. You, you know, I'm a very very capable person. And armed with the correct knowledge, I become far more deadly. Please think that over and choose your next actions towards me very carefully. And I will very delicately step out and then flounce away adorably. (laughs) (laughs) I have never seen someone so addicted to deepening the hole they're standing in. <laughs> it, it's glorious in so many ways. Speedwall. Damn it! There's three, three plates of mochi out here. Oh, wait. There's only two plates of mochi. It is, in fact, disappointingly only one plate of mochi. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. Just go and see One. Ah, <laughs> uh, third time was the charm. Um, <laughs> so, Ron and, and Dela munch down the mochi. Because, you know, two hungry people getting drunk, and, well, hey, look, there's food. Uh, um, so, Walker, <laughs> would you like the evens or the odds? Let's go evens. Okay. Ooh, that's a five. Um, about the point in time where you're getting ready to pass out and, you know, you, you, you've drunk to the point where the muscle control is not that great. Uh, Dale looks at you and her eyes get really, really wide. And she makes a beeline for your water closet. Maybe it's got something to do with being dead a good part of the day, but she... Don't light a patch! Poops. That's not my thaumaturgy. She she poops a troll. She, uh... She... Is there screaming? Yes, there is. (laughs) Um, Uh... You're you're gonna need to call a maid, because she's drunk off her ass, um, uncontrollably pooping, uh... (laughs) At velocity. Hey, how about a bee and <laughs> You you walk in and uh, um, there's a poop popocalypse happening. What rags both north? Um, there are two drunk people in here, and one of them is. It's not physically possible for a halfling to actually hold that much excrement. It's just not. Um. That's that's unnatural in the extreme, and you think you see a couple of pixies squirming in it. Um, 
Guts do this thing. It's it's bad. It's 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 bad. Uh, in your mercenary days, there was this day where you had to where you had to eat some rotten beef. It was the only thing. You'd been in the field forever. You didn't have a chance to salt it. It was the last thing you had in a desert with no other food around, just rocks and. Uh, you regretted it like two hours later because it cleaned your system out completely. You almost starved and died of dehydration for doing that in the desert. And uh, that felt quite pleasant compared to what's happening in your guts right now. <laughs> oh, and they have the blue badge, which the cross-contamination is not as bad, I'm, I'm assuming. The red badge is going to be so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> This is probably the worst day Ezep has ever had in his life. <coughs> Since he got on that ship, every day has been the worst day of his life. <laughs> Worse than the previous day. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna be playing my loot in the courtyard casually. <laughs> With occasional accompaniment from Brawl's room. Yep. Enter ogre screams and the sound of flowing violently it's bulge. Yeah. It's it's a uh, so um Denzel gonna try and make it back to his room or you know, is he just gonna give it all up right there? I don't blame you for being paralyzed by this because it's like every time you return to your room, the succubus is inevitably there <laughs> somehow to witness whatever you're doing in there. <laughs> but at the that same also time, is worse every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or alternately, if you want to see if you can make it to Blaze's office. Mercenary time. It's time to play dirty. <laughs> We're going to Blaze's office as quick as possible. Okay. Uh, you can make it there just barely. Um, he is not in. He probably never will be again. They're just going to burn it down. Down with the pants, and he's just going to save Go ahead. No, no, good. Uh, there's the bomb size. There's his calligraphy set. Um, there's his sand garden, which actually is kind of comfortable. Uh, the table uh, with tea set on it is his collection of fanciful figurines, or or his uh, his practice area with his master scrolls. You could have enough to go around. Yeah. Just 
just like lift up your tail over your shoulder, bend over, and just like spray it like a fire hose, like a hydro or something. Silver, just blaze it. Definitely going for definitely going for the T set, just all over the T set. Okay. Sending a message, are you? Give me a non-proficiency ranged attack roll at disadvantage. Well, yeah, you're not able to, you know, you don't have hindsight. I don't even care. Hindcore sight, you mean? It always gets to this point in our campaigns. It does. I don't know how. That's this one was on me. That's a three? I take responsibility. Um, you're going to hit everything but the T-set. Everything but the T-set. You're still sending a message, though, I think. Still sending a message. Yeah. The only clean thing in the room. <laughs> it was me. Um, but... It is... One of your top three least pleasant experiences, and you've been dead at least once. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you feel like you passed a flock of. Want to be on my outsides. Yeah, you, you feel like you passed a flock of geese, <laughs> and it doesn't sound entirely different, except wetter. All right. You have, you have no idea how this happens in your campaign, says the person who went and bought the most powerful life. Okay, you can to be fair, market. to be this one I take responsibility for, yes. the other ones I do not. Did you save one of his scrolls to clean up with? God no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do at this point. <laughs> Um, give me a con save 12 to stay conscious because that, that was exhausting. <laughs> 13? Yay! Okay, you can, um, well, after dragging your butt on the carpet for a minute, uh... <laughs> like a dog with worms. I come and run. Make it back to your room before you pass out because, uh, you threw up everything you've ever eaten. And then you pooped everything you've ever eaten. Uh, the law of conservation of mass has left the building, and you think you crapped a couple of fairies that weren't dead yet. <laughs> and you I lost witnesses. Twenty pounds. If you thought I was scrawny before, <laughs> just wait. Just, just a zombie. Oh my gosh! Uh, he's just gonna pass out. He's just gonna go to sleep. It's all too much. In, in Blaze's room. Oh gosh, no, 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 no Okay, no, no. back, back <laughs> to your room. Okay, just trying to make sure. Barely, barely gonna wash himself up, wash himself up, and go to bed. He managed, he managed to do the constitution saving throw. I'm not throwing that away. He's going back. He's okay, <laughs> so you you go to bed, feeling of a job well done. Gentle melodies wafting up from the courtyard. <laughs> I'm gonna cover my head with a pillow. So you have goose feathers everywhere. My horns face forward. I. I can... Oh, so you're just gonna like, like, like staple yourself to the mattress. I'm an expert in horn removal. Okay. <laughs> <That's that problem. laughs> there's, there's a, a, a nice. A, you're playing music. There's a. That somber feeling of, you know, the <clears throat> things have gone badly for the side of light and, you know, people are milling about. And then there's just hordes of goblins with mops and buckets. Huh. Just streaming out of the practice area and heading down towards the offices. I wonder what happened. 
Um, she has no idea because she has not treated the bad ones yet. You have, you have no idea what has happened, but like 50 of them go running down there. Like, what the hell was that? Uh, a couple of wizards are pulling on like elbow length leather gloves and uh, and, and and tying uh, scarves around their nose and mouths and <laughs> running in that direction. <laughs> After like five minutes, one of the goblins comes back screaming on fire. <laughs> what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna put him out with my, you know, water. He's so under the match. He, he falls, he falls face down. What happened? <gasps> oh my god! Look at that. It's horrible. What? I'm. I'm never going to poop again, I swear. And I God, if I went I'm never going to poop again. I don't think uh, it's possible. Uh, I gotta try. No. I gotta try. The, the world has seen enough. The world has seen enough. Oh. Wait. <laughs> like, did one of the back of it explode, or? The master's office. The master's office. It was, it was covered. It was covered inches deep. Every place. Oh. It was horrible. It was Master Dragger or uh, Master Master Blaze. Did I was thinking that was yeah. This? I don't know. Oh my god, it's so disgusting. It's on the ceiling. Yeah. It's on the. <laughs> he dances on the ceiling. <gasps> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I can tell no one or I will die. No, Please, we don't. We can. We can tell no one of this. No. I take his hand. Give me a give me a persuasion roll. Ooh. Pretty funny. <clears throat> he takes a deep breath, coughs. You can't let them know that it was you who told them, but You're people right. have to know. You're right, people. People must know. People need to know the truth. The ceiling pooper must be exposed. So <laughs> So much poop. For now, they'll rest. He, he not, okay, healing, is on fire. Yeah. He, he, he walks off, <laughs> haunted, thousand yard stare. How odd. <laughs> and now, a word from our sponsor. Is there anything worse than the existential dread of being responsible for the fate of all the planes of goodness and light? That is awful, but the lingering specter of guilt and shame over our own deepest flaws is perhaps the most horrible thing of all. Those things are indeed terrible, my friends. But I seem to have spilled my cherry-flavored pre-workout all over my best brocade cape. Truly, this is the worst thing in any universe. Oh no, Braun! Surely, the horrible fate of your colorful yet delicate woven fabric is among the most terrible things that could happen to anyone. And I thought the specters of those that I wronged were haunting. Cherry flavoring is well known to be the most horrible stain to remove. 
Yes, I know. Just the thought of the stain's persistence fills me with crushing embarrassment. Existential dread, the specter of guilt, and cherry-flavored pre-workout are truly the greatest challenges a warrior can truly face. Fortunately for you, Braun, no stain ever created can withstand the true power of opera soap. Of course, opera soap. Ho ho, friend Chion, with the stain-fighting power of opera soap, I can restore my brocade to its original colors, whilst retaining its delicate texture. Thank you, opera soap. Yes, opera soap. When revealed, its true power can defeat the toughest stains and lay low the grime and filth that pollutes the material planes. Existential dread and the specter of guilt sold separately. Void were prohibited. Thank you for listening. If you like this and want more, you can find us at thelairaction.com.